Three, two, one. Hey, hey, everybody! Welcome to Download Youth Ministry Podcast. This is Doug Fields with Josh Griffin. Hello. We have very two very very special guests. Agreed. Uh, one more special than the other. Way more. Oh, thank you. And you have to decide who that is. I think I it's obvious who it is. Really? Who do you think it is? Jessica. No, I'd say Kurt. Oh, wow. um, hey. yeah. <laughs> Kurt's, Kurt hasn't person. been on very often. <laughs> Jessica's true. been on like maybe 10 times. By very often, yeah. you mean once in the last six years. Yeah, Have you only the, been on once? Yeah. Oh, this, oh this 10 one? years. Terrace, Park Terrace address or whatever. Oh, wow. That's a long yeah, time ago. That was oh, wow. A long time. By winter schnitzel. Yeah. 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 Glad we know you're not keeping a record of the wrongs, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no judgment. I'm just no, saying yeah. that's just, just the been last a while. Time I was on. Yeah. Been a while. For those of you that don't know, Kurt is uh, not just a youth pastor at Saddleback Church. He's the. There's, they've got the. like 55 campuses <laughs> and youth pastors, yeah. and he is the guy. The youth pastor. The. The. And an um, elder and kind of an overall big deal. Yes. And that's Jessica. True. Is Small deal. <laughs> Jessica, you've been on the show a bunch Humble of times, beginnings. but describe describe what you're doing now. And you, I am no longer at. Well, it's been a, over a year, which is crazy to think about. It's been over a year, and I work with grownups, and they're not as fun as teenagers. Yeah, that's what I go. do. Yeah, Jessica and I worked together for like a long teenagers. time in the high school ministry at Saddleback, and now yeah. you're up at a campus, Saddleback's LA campus. Los Angeles, come working visit with, me, Studio City. Working with adults. What happened? So, I mean, here's the thing, though. Adults are basically teenagers that are much more stubborn. Mm, oh, wow. Same yeah. problems. Tweet it. Just a lot more stubborn. Tweet it right yeah. now. No, that's good. Well, I mean, let's be honest. In the youth ministry that we do, when you have, you know, a lot of kids and teenagers most of your ministry is to adults anyway exactly very you know, true your volunteers and well and that was jessica's role for all the whole time in hsm was mm-hmm. working with adults and empowering volunteers recruiting training onboarding like an amazing you've worked with adults really really well for a long yeah, time a so long this makes time. sense they're great yeah yeah love That's them. Awesome. well josh i think since we don't get kurt very often we should aim all the questions at yeah. kurt great right. this oh, is going to be kurt kurt's <coughs> first take <laughs> You get the first take on every question. That's okay. Let's start. Yeah. Right, yeah. And then we'll okay. add to it. All right. Then Jessica like, can wow. do, do color so commentary. Okay. I like it. And then um, we will. I heard that differently. <laughs> Why is that? Why did you hear that differently? Put your hand next to mine. Uh, you're a little, <laughs> you're a little darker skin than me. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. some commentary yeah. right there. Personal color commentary. But so Jim Gaffigan's yeah, darker than me too. Um, should we jump right into the question on sexual morality? Do <laughs> you want to warm up a little sure, bit? There we go. Right. Right. We'll, 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 we'll get there. Yeah, we'll warm get up. there. Warm up a little. Here we go. Um, this is okay. from, well, first of all, Jenna, I guess Jenna Beznuke. How would you just, yeah, how would you say her right. name? Her oh. last name? Bajuzik? Bajuzik? Bajuzik. Badger. I would say Smith. <laughs> Kurtz was. I, I want to listen back to what Kurt said because the only thing he had correct was the B. <laughs> she says it's Ba like a sheep, Jew like you're Jewish, and Zeke like you're sick, but you can't pronounce your S. But Jew Zeke. 
Bajuzic. Bajuzic. She says, my maiden name was Campbell, and every phone call and email was a lot easier. Oh, man. How much did she have to love that guy? Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I would get out of that relationship You love that guy. Now you're married, you're stuck. Or you keep your last name. Yeah. Yeah, could you go Campbell dash Bajuzic? You know, that actually is is like a source of tension. It's really funny if you ever want to... McBee, who runs Download Youth Ministry. I know where you're going with this. Tori. Oh, I can't wait. Well, Tori, my daughter, is Tori. She never changed her last name. No, and it's so not because she doesn't want to. No. She just has like, you got, oh, you got to do all this paperwork. Same, and so, same. How long have you been married? How long have you been married? Almost four years. Okay, so Tori's Jessica. going on four. I'm so lazy. Yeah, that's exactly what Tori is. So at <laughs> I, family I, dinners, I'm not even trying to. You're be hedging like your bets. That's what you're doing. I'm not trying to be this empowered woman. <laughs> I just don't, don't want to go to like the security first office. Thirty hours. Day I change my passport. I don't want to do it. But the the kids showing up that'll change the I game. I know. See, Jessica, she will be so happy to listen to this because wow. she has been. So when we when we want to get him. You know, with a baby coming, baby's coming in June, and we'll say things Which like... last name? Yeah, no, we'll just say, oh, that'll go good with the last name Fields. And <laughs> like, but Doug, did, did you have a moment? I had this moment when Kayla got married of her taking somebody else's last name. And I, yeah. even though it's how it's supposed to be... Yeah. You didn't think like, through it? Well, I was yeah. like... Buyer's remorse? Because I'm going, you're not, I'm thinking, you're not a Harker. You're not like... Wow. You're, you're a Johnston. There's she's no still Johnston in my phone. There's no yeah. Harker Never blood changed going through your veins. Yeah. So suddenly the idea of hyphenating oh, your last it. name, Made it seemed sense. completely okay with me. Yeah. Like it didn't seem weird anymore because wow. yeah. Kayla Harker. Mm-hmm. That's why you have, boys. you have boys. You have boys. Keep that name. She's not a Harker. She's still a Johnston in my cell phone. Yeah, absolutely. You're actually still a Torres in my phone too. You're so Torres. you're not, she's not a Sanchez. Torres. Sanchez in my phone. All right. Now that we've lost everybody. Welcome back. Here we go. This is from Scott Miller. No, she had nothing to say other than we pronounced her name wrong. Wait, that was really it? There was no question? I probably at one point, one of the shows I said, I'd love to know how to pronounce your last name. And she wrote There you go. Okay. Bedvoo. Bruce Nick. It's this slow. is from uh, Scott Miller. Scott says, what are your best ideas on how to transition into small groups for the next fall? I finally have near achieved building a group of go-to leads in different age groupings and languages, both English and in Spanish. Wow. Nice. Oh. All right. You can speak to that. Can't you, Sanchez? See. Si. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are my next steps? I want to train more adults and consistent peer leaders, but um, what are the important elements in training? Yes, you can read my name on the podcast, but Doug has probably given it away before reading this on air. That's oh, true. Yeah. You're P.S. listening. Oh. P.S. As an aside, will you be discussing the youth specialties news more? Oh, we haven't oh, even. Wow. That, you just broke the news right there. Wow. Uh, you're listening to First Take with Kurt Johnson. Go. Go. Um, <laughs> So it sounds like maybe she's going to. This is a he. It's oh, Scott. A he. Sorry, yeah. Scott. We're, we're in <laughs> trouble. I thought we were, we're still in trouble. Already and trouble. second take. And you're wondering why we haven't had Kurt about once in six years. I've got Jabu's stick on my mind. Um, it sounds like for the first time they're going to transition to small groups. They've never had a small group aspect. Is that? Well, um, it sounds like that. Yeah. Well, I think one idea is because adding small groups is a pretty big deal. We, what we don't know is if it's going to be a separate program. Or is are they going to add small groups to their as an add-on to their current right. gathering? Like they're re- restructuring their current gathering. I'm guessing it's the it's the former. They're the first it one. On the first one. Yeah. No, no, that would be the latter. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's the latter. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a tough yeah. show. It's going to be a tough show. Love low English. Yeah. So we have guests today. <laughs> so they're Spanish. They're Spanish groups. <laughs> We're so, so, right, yeah, so. Well, so 
I, one thing you could do. <laughs> Nothing but the sharpest would sound about And we leave, the whole thing falls yeah, apart. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> yes. Well, it, here's here's the, okay. The, transition to small you groups in the fall. Very, very First quickly. take with Kurt Johnson. <laughs> I would take the summer because she's giving herself a pretty good. Uh, yeah. he's, he's giving himself <laughs> a pretty good <laughs> runway. <laughs> he's, he's giving himself a pretty good runway. Um, so I would take advantage of the summer to promote the crud out of hey something new is coming in the yeah. fall you know one of the things doug that you've taught us so well over the years is there's certain seasons mm -hmm. that's great to make change the yeah. fall is a fantastic yeah. time because it's a big whether he's adding them to an existing program where it's a whole new thing it's a big, big change yeah. it's either a whole nother yeah. program that now you're asking students to come to an additional night out yeah mm -hmm. that's big so promote it what's the purpose yeah. behind it why is this the good time why do we need to do it if it's an add-on well, now you're convincing students, hey, what you've always known, you're going to come to this and it's going to be different. So I would take the summer to really th think through your messaging mm -hmm. um, because every time there's a change, there's going to be people who don't understand it, don't agree with it, wonder why, why you change midweek, why are you adding an extra night? And so to really have your kind of your thought through answers as mm -hmm. far as here's why we're doing it, here's why we think it's a great next step for your students. Here's what's going to change, what's not going to change. Have all that stuff and just promote that, promote it, promote yeah. it. Um, but I think, I think Scott is going to discover that this decision to go to small groups, I mean, I think he'll look back five years from now, three years from now, and go probably a groundbreaking yeah, decision a in, in the health yeah. of our youth ministry. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kurt, he also says, I want to train more adults and consistent peer leaders, but what are the important elements in this training? So you talked about... Yeah. Preparing for the change. We all know that anytime you bring change, there's going to be withdrawal. People are going to be bummed and frustrated. So spend the summer to cast vision. But, you know, Jessica, jump in on this. Yeah. How would you train? How do you train leaders to prepare for that? Um, what I think is so interesting about small groups is that if leaders don't receive training on vision and purpose, those small groups, even if they're all housed within the same building at the church, you're decentralizing your ministry. So whatever that small group leader begins to talk about and begins to do in that small group is what the purpose of that small group begins to evolve into. And so you can literally have yeah. a support group meeting in your building and not even know it because you as a ministry leader, you're not there with that small group leader. You're kind of walking around making sure everybody has enough chairs and there's a meeting space for everyone. So vision and purpose to me are the heart and soul when you're launching a brand new part of your ministry. Why do these groups exist? What do we want you to accomplish during your time in these groups? What is a win during your time in these groups? Yeah. What do we want these groups not to become? Because it is so, I mean, we've seen it over and over again at our church. Once you start to hand off leadership and allow leaders to feel a sense of ownership, that can go really well or people can go super rogue. And so ensuring that you're infusing the DNA of your small groups and what you hope to accomplish in your small groups. Um, I love the picture that Kurt gives, which is kind of putting your leaders in this in the box that you've given them of what you want them to accomplish and the freedoms that they have within that box and then set them up to win by then as time goes on and they prove their, um, their what would you say, Kurt, when they prove their... Um. Loyalty, loyalty or integrity or their leadership. Well, just as trust is earned. Trust, just thank as you. Trust as trust is earned, you begin to expand that box for each leader as a small group leader. And so, and as you've been training your leaders in the past, ensuring that they are earning that trust with you, because for small group leaders in particular at church, you are trusting them with so much. Yeah. You're trusting them with 
um, discipling students one-on-one -on -one and three-on-one -on -one or five-on-one, and that and ensuring that you're communicating the level of trust you're placing in their hands is so, so important. So what would both of you guys say that in terms of just expectations? So we're gonna train some leaders. We know that you have to be clear. You can't just say, hey, shepherd kids, because yeah. that doesn't mean anything to yeah. most I mean, I think, people. I, I would say, let me make a list of the five mm -hmm. or 10, I don't know what it is, five or 10 things that are uniquely different about small group ministry yeah. versus the large group ministry. Because there's a, you yeah, know, there's significant difference. differences in, mm -hmm. in how, how you relate to students, what bubbles the surface. And I would, you know, hey, in, in small groups, here's what's unique. And, you know, the, the opportunity for deeper conversations mm -hmm. is unique. The opportunity for um, more accountability is unique. Mm -hmm. The opportunity for, for leadership, especially if, if Scott's wanting to do some peer leadership, small yeah. groups provide some really yeah. cool opportunities. So I'd make my list of here's what's unique, and then I would train specifically to That's those good. uniquenesses probably mm -hmm. That's good. is a starting point. Would you call it an experiment? Something like, I mean, we would say frame change in an experiment. This feels like a big tentpole philosophical thing. Would you call it an experiment or would you say, this is the way we're doing it and we're moving this, we're launching this moving forward. It just feels like for the big ones, do you frame it the same way as a smaller change? I'm curious. That's interesting, yeah. I don't think it hurts you to frame an experiment because if it, you know, if you're, you're planning on, you're not going into this change thinking, Let's gut this out for three months. Right. You know, right, right. It seems like you're all in when you're making this this type of move. It's a big one. Yeah. I'd be really curious to find out if it's a separate night or if he's attaching. Well, the only reason I'm reading into it because he says uh, transition into small groups. Uh, I'm just thinking because of all the work he's put into it, I've achieved building a group of go-to leads in different right. age groups and languages. So there's a lot of work into like now I'm breaking it yes. into grades and I've got Spanish and English speaking. Mm -hmm. That seems like pretty a robust amount of work to then just it tag it on yeah. to an yeah, right existing right. program. But Can I just throw one other thought? I liked what you said, Jess, about purpose. Um, I think oftentimes small groups will kind of move down to a basic thing. Are you going to be a discipleship group yes. or are you going to be a fellowship group? Every once in a while you have a service-oriented group. But I would say make it, make it really clear what it is, is it, and what percentage it is. It's 60% mm -hmm. discipleship and 40% fellowship. Yeah. Or if you're hoping for real, real community groups and it's a little more you know, welcoming, and it's 80% community fellowship and 20% mm -hmm. just define that a little bit. Yeah. Otherwise people are going to lean into their gifts. I love community or I love you know, teaching kids. And I think make it really clear what they're supposed to be yeah. the yes. purpose. That so really helps. Hey, um, well, this will transition a little bit because one of the things that happens in small groups is, uh, Kurt, you'd mentioned accountability and this is really a follow-up question. This is from Josh Nelson. And so, um, Kurt, lock in so that it's a, a guy. guy. It's a guy. <laughs> it's a pretty um, masculine name, Scott and Josh. Josh. All right. Um, I'm a, Josh says, I'm a DYM member. I was lucky enough to be included in DYM week one. Especially love the DYM Facebook community and have developed the youth workers who, that develops youth workers who love DYM. Our leaders are just starting to use DYM University and they're loving it. And I am loving providing high quality training they can access on their own devices on their own time. My question is, what are some good ideas and procedures for following up with students when they're not showing up? How long should you wait before touching base with them? What is the procedure for follow-up? Do you talk with parents as well as the student? How does one guide and train small group leaders to make this happen? At what point of not showing up do you take the student off your roster? How long should our adult leaders attempt uh, to pour into this student? 
This is first take with Kurt Johnson. First take. Wow. <laughs> well, I, I would say this. It's, there's almost no such thing as too much follow-up when it comes mm-hmm. to teenagers. So I think the sooner the better if you have the means to. So if you don't have a roster, if you don't have a follow-up system, if you don't have some kind of text messaging service that makes it tough. But um, I would recommend all the time at, at every gathering, it, as soon as small group's over and you notice that one of your students mm-hmm. wasn't there, I would be sending that student a text right away on your way home going, hey, Brian, we, we missed you. Mm-hmm. Small group's not the same without you. Hope, hope you're here next week. Um, I'm not a big proponent of taking kids off of rosters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there's just something about that that rubs me the wrong way. I'm a little bit of an evangelist at heart. Um, I just want every student to always know there's sure. a place for them. Yeah. Um, now, maybe if it's a higher, uh, a higher bar of entry, a higher barrier of entry at student leadership, or at some really specific ministry yeah. team, and by not showing up, they're letting everybody else down and the project can't go on without them, then maybe you have to have that conversation. But yeah. I think for weekend church youth group or small group, I, I, would, I would want every kid to know, you know what, even if I've missed four weeks, I can show up. Yeah. There's, a, there's a place mm-hmm. for me. That, that's, yeah. um, in, the, in the world we live, and I think churches kind of, this might be diverting, so forgive me, I think churches have to kind of make a decision sometimes about, yeah. Are we going to just embrace the fact that kids are busier than ever and that their attendance is less than ever? Or are we going to try to double down and reclaim all of that time and yeah. make it a higher thing that, that you know, we're going to help them make this a commitment and a priority? Uh, you yeah. know, I, I, yeah. I think it's tough to do that. Yeah. So, but yeah. follow up all the time, the quicker the better. Yeah, small groups is mm-hmm. really much easier than if you're talking about a large group oh, gathering a Wednesday right. night or a Sunday school, you know, yeah. even when you're saying, I don't like taking people off the list. I, my was flashing back to years ago when we, we used to print out everybody who came, you know, we'd, we'd start over in September. We start making a list, fill out the car, just update everything. And then we'd print them out in really small print and put them on the table. And I was amazed at how kids, if they hadn't been even in months, were so happy to see their name. Their name was still yeah. on. It was, and it all, yeah. you know, yeah. it was no yeah. sweat on our back. They just found their name and circled it. Right. But it was a little bit like, okay, I belong. Mm-hmm. And there was kind of that idea of, um, I, was, I thought of a, it was in Newport the other day and I saw this church banner for Easter and I thought they just missed a great opportunity to say, welcome back. Right. Because I think sometimes oh, yeah. when kids have been missing, we say, where yeah. have you been? Yes. As opposed oh. to saying, welcome back because you know they're guilt feeling guilty or and a lot of times it wasn't even their fault if they couldn't get a ride there or their parents or making other priorities yeah Yeah. i'll throw out one principle i would say the the more personal the follow-up the better Mm -hmm. so if you have a text message that's great it's very impersonal but but that's okay that's a start right Uh, a a letter that goes through the post office a form letter that has the youth passion okay that's a thing that's a follow-up but let's go to the real personal ones, like a personal text message from somebody or a student leader who bumps into them at school and says, hey, I saw youth group this weekend. It was so fun having you there. That is some really, really warm relational follow-up. Mm-hmm. So I think we kind of sometimes get stuck in the systems and automation and this. You know, but when a student leader writes a handwritten postcard. Our records reflect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, we notice. Right. Well, and it's, uh, a syst- it's a systems that help you be personal. Right. Or the right. systems can be completely impersonal. Totally but robotic. you can take the system and, yeah. and then go, okay, thank you, system, for showing yeah. me the attendance of Brian. Exactly. Now I'm going to personally follow up. Well, and we would have, you know, if, if someone filled out like a visitor card or something, right. you know, you'd have yeah. a, a student leader write write them a note note. 
and be like, or someone made a decision and, you know, we have like a, a, a decision card. We'd have someone actually write. Those are really warm, personal, high touch moments. I would say just don't rely on a, an automated system to spit yeah. out an email. And it is a great opportunity to get students involved. Absolutely. So many times in student ministry, I was told, well, you have to sit with me. But when so-and-so chooses to sit with me at church, it's because she wants to. When they didn't know we were in cahoots together and I was sending her a student to go right. sit with the new right. girl. But because the adult is sending the letter or the adult is sending the text message, they feel like, well, of course, you are the pastor. You're supposed to send me a letter when I'm not at church. But when a student leader or a student that you right. ask, can you just text this girl? She hasn't been at our group for three weeks. Can you reach out to her? I think it makes a huge difference in the life of a student. Yeah. yeah, kids are busy. There's volleyball season, lacrosse season, finals week, spring break. Like we get as youth pastors who are on the hook for attendance. Yep. We care deeply about it, but there's a whole lot of grace as a parent of teenagers now. My kid isn't going to make it to every night of small group in the year. We just did a very just... a very anecdotal kind of sampling and we're convinced that our weekend attendance, midweek's actually a little bit more consistent because their schedule is more consistent yeah. from Wednesday week. night and then the weekend. But we're convinced that our weekend attendance is about one and a half times a month. Is our wow. average about one and a half one times, and a, half four times a month. Yep. That just most imagine kids. if you guys were too. teaching the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> One and a half. That's one and a half. Wow. Yeah, that might be Orange County, Southern California unique. Um, but when, when you wow. think about that, it, it simultaneously, it ups the ante for mm -hmm. follow up. Yeah. Because just think if you wow, could, yeah. what would happen to our youth groups if, if they would come twice a month instead of once and a half? Mm -hmm. you know, it, yeah. just, um, it ups the ante for follow up and it also makes you strike the balance of I don't want to make them feel guilty for missing right. because there's so many factors at play yeah. for why they just aren't yeah. as consistent. And so how do I make them know, man, we miss you. We want you here. You're always, they're always welcome without it feeling guilt ridden mm -hmm. for, right. for not but there's weeks there. that you're going to be staying with your mom instead of your dad, yep. or you're going to go on vacation right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we also, you know, we have a 70% divorce rate in Orange County too. Mm -hmm. right? right. So that has to factor in, right? Yeah. You're yes. you, some kids are going to be at their parents' house two weekends of the month. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Doug, you haven't mentioned uh, this show's sponsors yet. I don't know if, uh, no. if that's in the plans. I'm just, throwing, I don't want to, I don't want to co-host you or anything. Right. No, it, it, it's <laughs> about time you actually do your job, Josh. So that's great. Yeah. Our, uh, our primary spot, I was just so excited to have, uh, no, I get Kurt it. And Jessica here that yeah. I just got lost in, uh, let's get right to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we have uh, great, great sponsors. Orange yeah. is our primary sponsor, which means that we do a lot of stuff with them, and they have an amazing curriculum. Kurt, you know about their XP3 curriculum. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. And, uh, and we, middle school and high school uh -huh. both. Yeah. yeah, we have the best um, discount if you want the secret DYM yeah. discount. No one else wow. offers the XP3 discount. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, yeah, we have a very special relationship with them, and we give a... Wow deeper discount than they can get anywhere else. And Even just, from Orange itself. Orange yeah. will not give you this discount. We will we give get it. You. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's fine. So how do they get that? They well, have to they just get write it, in or what? They just send send us an email yeah. at web show. No. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Podcast. It all works. It all yeah. works. Podcast <laughs> at download and just put in the subject line XP3 curriculum. URL, so exactly. it all yeah. 
So uh, <laughs> podcast at downloadyouthmusic.com. And yeah. then we are um, have an amazing sponsor who's been with us from the beginning, Leader Tracks, Doug That's Franklin, right. mm-hmm. who participates in every single monthly um, member item. Yeah, and all our members. The Student Leadership Conference uh, this summer, too, which will be fun, just a couple months away. Yeah. And uh, Bethel. Yep. is a sponsor and we're excited i'm actually going to be with bethel next week i'm in granger indiana and a lot of people that are going to student leadership conference are staying on their campus and they have a great youth ministry legacy and we're excited uh, excited yeah. about them yeah. and, and um, give central don't forget about give central give too. central that's yeah. where we are housed that's right we're housed we're in, in give central give we're central. in the give central <laughs> studio oh i like that yeah i like that yeah okay. um, all right get ready first yeah. take first take <laughs> here we go get ready this is from Chris Galbraith, who's a student pastor in Henderson Street Baptist. Guy okay. or girl could go either way. <laughs> it's true. I mean, let's go female because we had Scott, Josh. Let's go. Chris okay. is a Chris is a lady. Here we go. Yeah, I'm gonna just Great. say it's male only because it's at a Baptist church, but that's just oh. me. I'm playing, the, I'm playing the denomination card there. Yeah, right. you're playing the odds. You're, you're playing the odds. Yeah, I am right. playing the I'm, odds. I'm with yeah. you now, too. I'm yeah. Although, although Baptists don't really play the odds. Uh, that would be like gambling. So uh, Chris says, what are some ways to get parents who don't come to church more involved? Mm. This is First Take with Kurt Johnson. Parents who don't go to church more involved. Well, um, lots of just some real practical thoughts would be depending on the age of the students. I think one thing would be to have some kind of curbside ministry where you've got either yourself. I think it'd be fantastic if it could be Chris him, himself or herself. Um, or herself. Um, but if not, a key leader or somebody where when parents are dropping students off, they, yeah. they are at the curb. Hey, I'm, I'm Chris. I, I love that you let your daughter come to youth group every single week. If they had some kind of pre-printed or something, hey, if you've ever thought about what we have here for families and parents, man, you might want to check this out. We've got so much more going on. But just having that relational connection. Um, I think oftentimes parents, there's a little bit of a, they're very comfortable kind of not knowing what's going on. They trust the church. They drop their kid off and they go do their thing. And it's almost like they're not involved. Some of them, some of them you're never going to get. The right. ones who are right. just antagonistic towards the church, but for whatever reason they let their student go. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much of a long shot to get that parent. Yeah. But there's a whole lot of parents who are just neutral. Mm-hmm. And they're, let, they're in fact, oh. they, they're probably positive towards church because they're letting their son or their daughter go, but they've just never had a, and nobody from the church has ever engaged them. So I would just look for real practical ways mm-hmm. to how do I engage that mom or that dad more than just a, an email or whatever, but a, mm-hmm. a, a face-to-face thanking them. Do you have any questions? Um, maybe once a quarter doing something for parents that's a felt need for parents. Yeah, you know, so like how to navigate the smartphone. Yep, help yeah. my kids addict right. their phone or yep. whatever. And that's a felt need that a non-believing parent mm-hmm. feels just as much as a believing sure. parent. Um, and to have those kind of hooks in the water and invite them, just some real practical don't you think ki- parents would come when their kids are doing something too? Yep. Yeah. So if you have like this student is going to teach a point or this student is going to do the lead music for the first time or mm-hmm. this kid is going to we're taking over the adult services, whatever. This student's going to get their testimony. You might want to come hear it. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> They're talking about you. Um, but no, this, like this kids going to hand out bulletins. <laughs> exactly. Push it. Come push watch next them. on PowerPoint. Come yes. Yes. My favorite but oftentimes I, as a parent, I'm, I'm constantly going to my kids' stuff. Well, yes. the church could be the same way yes. like maybe they would come to an event or a workshop or something but i'd say if your kid's doing something invite them yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica, how do you feel about Josh, the last three questions, jumping in before you can get to it? We give mm-hmm. Kurt the first take, and then he doesn't. There's a lot of memories of my past. Right? <laughs> of working this with him. His second take with Jessica Sanchez or Torres. Third, third, third take. Third take. Oh, I was like thinking about the power of a student inviting their mom or dad to church. Like I just remember, I was that student whose parents didn't go to church when I was in high school, and I gave my life to the Lord and. I invited my parents to church because they had like a service where the youth was with the grownups, like a worship together weekend, what we call it at Saddleback, where the teenagers worship in the main worship center with the adults. And that was like an open door for me to be like, oh, because I always had this dilemma that I was with the youth and like, why would I send my parents by themselves to the worship center? They didn't know anyone in there. And so when we had like a special Sunday where the youth was with the grownups, I got to, our youth pastor was like, invite your parents to church if they don't come because you can sit at church with them. You're not going to be here in the youth. It was literally a garage that we met in, in the youth garage. And I got to invite my parents to church and I sat with my mom. My dad didn't come, but my mom came. And I got to like, I walk, I remember I walked her around church and I showed her like, this is where we meet. And this is, and she didn't give her life to the Lord that night but she ended up giving her life to the lord a few years later but that was the first time that i got to invite my mom to our church and i sat with her at church and so i think opportunities where teenagers are challenged and told that they actually have incredible incredible leverage in their family they don't think they do but to say your mom and dad would probably come to church if you invited them if you Mm -hmm. told them how much this meant to you Um, And then having moments where teenagers are in the worship center and they can actually take their mom and dad to the sanctuary or the worship center, I think is a really great opportunity for them too. Our junior high ministry, Katie started this a couple years ago and it's been fantastic, is they do a family weekend once yeah. a year in junior high. So it's it's what you're talking about, giving them a chance to go to church together, but instead of having them go to the worship service it's together, it's in the youth room. It's in the, the youth room and it's in the junior That's high. Cool. Hey, you gotta come and play this game and we're gonna sing these songs. And we get tons of parents mm-hmm. because their kid invites them to come. Says, come with to me their, to my space. To their space yeah. to play their game, sing their, and then Katie does. It's so sweet. It's always the same thing. She does a great message on kind of geared to both about how to, keep peace at home and work together and it's and it's well it's and kids fun. will eat up watching their mom or dad up playing a messy game oh, or eating yes. something gross or whatever it is like they'll be like that's my dad so funny it would be interesting so you know you have your anecdotal 1.5 right it would be anecdotally it'd be interesting to know or even statistically like of middle school kids how many actually invite their parents to that Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm yeah. thinking if I was in when I was in middle school, I I wouldn't mom, my mom. Oh, or there's dad a whole there. lot that don't. Want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. The ones yeah. who aren't hiding under their chair from embarrassment exactly. love seeing, love their, seeing yeah. their parents. Yeah. No, I'd just yeah. be curious on what be, the what be. the stats are yeah. on that. Well, and even in the same family, I can think of of the four kids I have. One kid would love to have me there, and the other two would be like, one would be like, nah, and the other one would be like, no way. So even the same family, you could have different kids. Oh my that gosh, would respond like, differently. I feel like I totally know who oh, it is I'm in sure your you family. <laughs> Who's like that? Yes, you need Who's to. Who's the no way? Yeah. Lexi? Yeah, Lexi. <laughs> really? That's yeah. For sure. Christian would be like, whatever, and whatever's Austin fine. Austin would be yeah. like, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And Lexi would be like, no, no, no. Yeah. 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 I totally, so, I could totally yeah. send And I still that. have one more coming, so we'll see. <laughs> All right. Here's, here's our last our last question, and it's a doozy. Okay. It's oh, a doozy. We promised right, Kurt, that. Get ready. Here yep. you go. Get ready. This is a sexual immorality question, Kurt. <laughs> okay. My heart is heavy as I'm ashamed to write this message. Oh, no. So I'm sending it anonymously as I don't want to potentially hurt my reputation. Question. 
At what point does sexual immorality disqualify a youth worker for ministry? Background. I'm a relatively new youth worker, eight months in an official position, five years in a volunteer intern role. I'm a young single adult who in the past struggled with pornography. I've been free from the chains of that addiction for a few years now. I do, however, still struggle with lusting in the form of inappropriate thoughts. I've had impure thoughts about a adult student, 18-year-old senior, so adult student. Uh, under no circumstances would I act on said thoughts, but the thought of it repulses me. I don't want to end up as one of those, quote-unquote, those youth pastors who fall into temptation with a student. I have set up strict personal rules for myself and my interaction with the youth. I've confessed and repented of my thoughts to a friend and mentor, and I'm confident that I will not act upon them, but I still feel ashamed of these thoughts. I'm ashamed to admit this to my elders and my senior pastor. Is that even necessary? Am I disqualified to minister to the student I've lusted after? Such an honest, wow. really honest. And you know what? Struggling question. Yeah. And to write that out, you know, that's a yeah. sincere struggle. So. Mm -hmm grateful for your for your questions yeah, no and kidding. and if any questions whether they're that or the other types i'm giving you a little time to mm -hmm. think Kirk. um you can send your questions to podcast at downloadyouthministry.com and podcast downloadyouthministry.com our primary sponsor is orange <laughs> you've given some time my primary man. sponsor is orange uh, it's coming oh. thankfully this is first take with Kirk Johnson. <laughs> Well, I, I, Doug, uh, I first I'll echo what you said real briefly a mm -hmm. second ago. I think um, to our friend, the f just the fact that he wrote in mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. Um, you know, and what we don't know is, I mean, obviously it's not the first time he's talked to anybody about yeah. it. He's, but um, that's not easy. It's not easy to. It's not easy to write down mm -hmm. an email expressing your struggles and your your shortcomings. So um, that to me is is a huge indication that. There's, there's some healthiness in the process, right? Um, it's not a secret. Um, the shame, you know, the enemy wants to shame us all the time, anytime, 24-7. Um, and just the willingness to say, here, here, here's what's going on. Yeah. I, I think that's breaking the foothold that mm -hmm. Satan wants to have on us. Um, I, I, I think the, the fact that he's got some, some safety points, you know, the, 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 when you're when you are concerned about messing up when you're concerned about not being qualified when you're wondering that right there is an indication that you're you're probably okay you know it's like when the teenager comes to you and says i'm afraid i'm, I'm not a christian anymore i'm afraid if i do that's i'm going to hell you know my answer is always well the fact that you're even concerned about it means you're probably okay yeah you know because you're not blowing it off um so it's really hard for me to say to somebody who struggles with lust um, that you're disqualified for ministry. Yeah. Um, he's single, you know, find me a single person, especially guy, but a single mm -hmm. person in this day and age who probably hasn't struggled with pornography, who doesn't struggle with lust, right. who hasn't probably seen an older student. And, you know, I mean, the, it's, it's the thoughts come in your head how you act or don't is is the lar the larger issue yeah. I, I i think um so at 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 first pass i i hear that and i say if he's being honest with us about all of these yeah. systems and checks and accountability my my mind goes to i i don't think you're disqualified from ministry for that mm -hmm. um 
And I'm not even sure if you do owe it to your elders to, to share that because he's sharing it with some other people that he's yeah. safe. Friend and mentor, uh, he said. A friend and mentor. So now I think you would have to be honest with yourself too and go, hey, if, if he, I do think he's probably disqualified from any kind of b below the most passing cursory ministry to this particular student. Yeah. You know, I would say, yeah, you're, you don't, don't let yourself in any way yeah. put yourself in a situation or her in a situation. Um, but beyond that, I think you, you, we have to be, we have to give ourselves the grace to minister within our weaknesses and despite our shortcomings. Yeah. Cause we've all got, we could write an email, just mm -hmm. every one of us yeah, well, listing some different yeah. struggles. Oh, right? Josh could write one just like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a fair point to go. We all have sins. We all have mm -hmm. temptations. We all have lust. We all have, and someone is going to come across in your path that you are attracted to. Mm. And right. we don't necessarily like to talk about that. Right. But there are people in the world that you will be attracted to. And I, mm -hmm. I think it's a, your answers are, are he, good. It's new. He did that again, didn't it's he? Nuanced. Jess, he Every jumped time. right in front of you. <laughs> yeah. She gave me the please, third take please say something. Jessica <laughs> and actually, that's one of the reasons you had to leave Josh's team, wasn't it? Because you, you struggled. No, I mean, you struggled with lust She's over Josh. Said, oh, absolutely. I was like, Jess, it's too much. You have yeah. to leave. I'm a sweet piece of man candy. I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, female perspective before I um, jump in and wrap it I up. I agree with everything that Kurt said. I do think in times where we find ourselves feeling fragile, feeling weak, that's when we lean into the body of Christ and we say, hey, you, you get a female leader to say, can you disciple this girl? Can you be with her and walk alongside her? And, and you don't have to tell that female volunteer why that female leader why all you have to do is say i really think that she needs to be loved on by you yeah and and i do think that there are times where we joke at church about um we have protocol at our church as ministers where we are not in a room alone with someone of the opposite sex who isn't our spouse if we are married um there's just a lot of things that we do to really guard and protect our hearts and guard and protect our own integrity and there are times where people are silly about that because we need to get from one point A on campus to point B and our campus is kind of big and we can't ride in the same car to get to a different building. But it's in times like these when I listen to these emails where I just think, what a wonderful way to live to say, I'm gonna do everything that I can because I already am living in a body that is fragile and weak and desires to give into temptation to set up safe protocol, which it sounds like he's doing that, to guard yourself. Because in, even in our best moments, the enemy wants to slip and take a foothold and just attack us. And so just to continue to confide in that man that he's confided in and to say, can you help me to, to continue to make these choices where it might sound extreme to someone on the outside, but sin is extreme. Yeah. And, and I have full confidence he will not be one of those youth pastors who's going to be talked about in, in that light. Yeah. And there is, I mean, there is something, I, I think it'd be a mistake to overlook this truth. There's something different. I, I don't know what it is, but there's something different about sexual sin and sexual oh, struggle. Yeah. That, I mean, it's not, it's not just, hey, I'm tempted to smoke pot. You know, I mean, right. sex, our sexuality is woven into us by our creator, and it's yes. so much a part of yeah. Our, our DNA and our identity. So there, you know, a sexual struggle mm -hmm. of any type is, is more likely to have a, a grip on us, mm -hmm. yeah. is more likely to follow us through our life yes. than some other struggles. Um, so I, I would, yeah. you know, sin is sin, 
but there's always, there's just something yes. different about sexual sin. And so to be extra mm-hmm. attentive to it, I think is, is really prudent. Well, and extra attentive to it. What I was thinking as I read it, as I thought when he says a friend and mentor, you know, Kurt, when you and I were working together, um, you know, I could say something to my friend and mentor, Jim Burns, who was never at our church or never at our youth group. Right. And so that's nice. It's nice to come clean. Right. But it would be more strategic yeah. if I was somebody who's there, somebody who's going to be there. If yeah. I can confide in one person, I felt safe with that person yeah. say, hey, you know what? I'm just just FYI, I'm attracted to this person. Yeah. And I think what you said earlier, you're single. You know, when I was young and single in youth ministry, you know, I wasn't that far apart from age wise from the you know girls in, in the youth group. And some of them saw me as a older male figure that wasn't in their life. They were kind of flirty, yeah. you know, that type of thing. I mean there was definitely girls in the youth ministry. I went, oh, I'm attracted to her. And that's how you know you're getting older when you're not attracted to the kids anymore, but you're attracted to their parents. Okay, that's one of the signs. Like, man, that girl's yeah, her mom. His her mom, mom is smoking. <laughs> yeah. We're just getting uh, real. We're getting real right here. That's getting real. So anyway, yeah, yeah great, uh, great question. Uh, I, I appreciate, I appreciate your vulnerability. Send your questions her, to podcast. Her, her, grandma her grandma is so cute. <laughs> That's too good. That's too that's bridge into the I next love it. stage of life. Guys, that's thanks true. for being on the show. Yeah, it was fun. great. Great. That's awesome. Kurt, don't wait six years again or yeah. seven years or whatever it's been. <laughs> Come back anytime. Come anytime. back anytime. Seriously. Anytime. Great. Jessica, thank you for always Happy great to be here. for always being willing thanks, to, to be here. Always. And glad that you could. And uh, this was episode three hundred. And 31. Oh, uh, yeah. No, 30, 332. 332, are you sure? It's, it's 332. Oh, 332. That's yeah. right. That's right. 331, we did last week on the Youth Pastor oh, Diet. Oh, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, that's your right. take on why podcasts have suddenly gained? Why they're back? They're back. That's a good question. With, with a vengeance. We never, we never left. No, yeah, I mean, they But I mean, yeah. you got, and it's like all of a sudden. I know. Podcasts are everywhere. That's because the commute in LA got that much longer because everyone moved there. Let me tell you, when I moved well, back it, to LA, it, there's I'm spending hundreds of hours on the road. Yeah, it's the I on mean, demand. It, it well, yeah, it's on demand. I also think that much like the internet created, where you know, in the old day, think about even records. Like to be a musician, you I mean, to make a record, oh, yeah. you mm-hmm. had to be signed by a label. Oh, but then we come out with CD players and you know the four of us could record a record tonight yeah no one would listen to it but we could record it yeah then publishing was like that you know kurt when you signed a book deal that was like a book deal right that was before self-publishing now everybody can publish you know and then radio yeah now radio show is in essence we're doing our 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 podcast sort of the the new version of blogging everybody's everybody's an expert Mm -hmm. you have a voice you have something to say okay well and i think it's fun our podcast network there's a ton of different angles, like little different nuances and perspectives and context for ministry and passion. So it's fun. This is more of a general Q&A show, but right. it's really fun to go. There's a guy who's doing a really great job. You've never heard of him or her, whatever. And they've got a perspective that's valuable. Well, so there's fun. also a danger to it, I think. I mean, I think for there's sure. a positive side of the niches and different mm-hmm. angles. And like, you know, one of the, in my third decade, one of the podcasts. Oh, yeah, Derry Prinker. In he's our amazing. network. Yeah. You know, he's in his third, you know, his third decade of youth ministry. That has a different angle to it. Yeah, I mean, so sure. we've kind of gone after some of the niche type shows. But I think there is a danger when a lot of people who have no experience. 
everybody has a platform yes. immediately. Yeah. Well, that's what the yeah. internet's done. The internet's yeah. given everybody a platform, yes. whether they're deserving of that platform or yeah. not. Yeah, serving youth ministry for a year and a half and then become an expert. Yeah. Well, actually, well, and put the, in some the time. People who know, this is not recording. Is it still recording? No, we're recording. Yeah. Absolutely, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Still here. Well, we'll <laughs> let's end it. Well, let's I'm, end it. Bye. Then we can go. Last take with Kurt. Stop. Push stop. We got to hear this. This is awesome. Bye, everybody. Kurt's about to throw somebody under the bus, and I can't wait.